Welcome to the Neurobiopsy Podcast. I'm Audrey. This is a podcast where you will learn one type of neurological disease per episode, and it will be in alphabetical order. I will talk about its history as well as the cause and mechanism, and end it with the key cell or tissue that has been extracted for today's podcast biopsy. Alright, so we're in letter H today, and we're going to talk a little bit about Huntington's disease. Now, I suppose a lot of us have heard of or known of um, Huntington's disease before, so let's just get to it. So Huntington's disease is a genetic neurodegenerative disorder, and in 1993, a collective team of researchers identified the gene responsible for HD, enabling the diagnosis of the condition through blood or tissue samples. Um, Huntington's disease was named after the American physician George Huntington, who first described the condition in 1872. HD had been observed in families for centuries, but George Huntington's comprehensive description brought it to the attention of the medical community. In his tape, in his paper titled Oncoria, he detailed the characteristic symptoms and the hereditary nature of the disease. Huntington's disease, or HD, is an inherited condition transmitted from one generation to the next through a mutation in the typical gene. Offspring of an in- individual with HD have a 50% likelihood of inheriting the HD gene. If a child does not inherit the HD gene, they won't develop the disease and they cannot transmit it to future generations. Individuals who do inherit the HD gene will inevitably develop the disease. It is important to note that whether one child inherits the gene does not affect whether other other children will or will not inherit it. Within the Medicare population, there are 1,900 existing cases and 819 new cases of HD discovered in 2017. This equates to a prevalence rate of 13.1 per 100,000 individuals and an incidence rate of 6.1 per 100,000 person years. In the Medicaid population, 353 existing cases of HD were identified in 2014, resulting in a prevalence rate of 15.2 per 100,000 individuals. HD is a neurodegenerative disorder caused by a genetic mutation in the HTT gene on chromosome 4. The mutation involves an expanded CAG repeat sequence within the gene, which leads to the production of a mutant protein called Huntington. The exact mechanism by which this mutation causes disease is complex and not fully understood, but it does involve several key processes. So first, protein aggregation. The mutant Huntington protein has an abnormally long polyglutamine tract, which makes it prone to misfolding and aggregation. These aggregated proteins can form clumps within neurons, leading to the formation of intracellular inclusions. 2. Toxic gain of function. The mutant Huntington protein gains toxic functions that interfere with normal cellular processes, and it disrupts, it disrupts various cellular functions including protein trafficking, axonal transport, and mitochondrial function. 3. Disruption of neurotransmission. HG primarily affects the basal ganglia and cortex in the brain. The mutant Huntington protein interferes with the function of neurons in these areas, which disrupts neurotransmission and impairs motor control and cognitive functions. 
Four, neur neuronal dysfunction and cellular death. Over time, neurons in the affected brain regions would become dysfunctional and eventually die. The cell is thought to result from a combination of factors which includes mitochondrial dysfunction, oxidative stress, and excitotoxicity. And um, finally, we got the inflammatory response where the presence of the mutant Huntington protein can trigger an inflammatory response in the brain, and this may further exasperate neuronal damage. The complex interplay of these processes ultimately results in the characteristic symptoms of Huntington's disease, which include motor, dif motor dysfunction, such as chorea and mo movement abnormalities, cognitive decline, and psychiatric disturbances. While there is currently no cure for HD, ongoing research aims to better understand these mechanisms in order to develop targeted therapies that can slow or halt the progression of the disease and alleviate its symptoms. It is important to note that the timing and severity of these symptoms can vary among individuals with HD. The disease typically becomes more debilitating as it progresses, and life expectancies is often reduced, with death typically occurring 10 to 25 years after the onset of symptoms. Management of Huntington's disease typically involves a combination of medications to address specific symptoms, physical therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy to maintain functional abilities, and psychological support to help individuals and their families cope with the emotional and social challenges associated with the disease. While there is currently no cure, um, we got ongoing research to develop treatments. Although there is no cure, we do have some main approaches to treat Huntington's disease or help with the condition. So we got tetrabenazine, which is often prescribed to help manage the chorea or involuntary movements associated with the disease by reducing the release of dopamine in the brain. We also have antipsychotic medications, which are drugs that may be used to manage psychiatric symptoms like hallucinations, delusions, and aggression. Um, and in addition, we also have antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, which can help manage, obviously, the depression and anxiety that um, are associated with HD. And finally, we have mood stabilizers, such as lithium, that may be prescribed to stabilize mood and manage mood swings. Diagnosing Huntington's disease typically involves a combination of clinical evaluation, genetic testing, and in some cases, neurological imaging. Um, clinical evaluation from a healthcare provider, often a neurologist, is essential and that they will conduct a thorough clinical assessment of the individual's symptoms and medical history to give you an evaluation that includes the examination of motor and cognitive functions. Genetic testing is also imperative to um, diagnose Huntington's disease. Sometimes a blood sample is taken and, and DNA testing is performed to detect the presence of the expanded CAG repeat in the HTT gene. A positive genetic test result often confirms the diagnosis of HD. It is important to note that genetic testing for HD is a personal decision and individuals at risk may choose to undergo testing or decide against it. Genetic counseling is often recommended to help individuals and their families make informed decisions about testing and to provide support throughout the process. Additionally, a confirmed HD diagnosis can have legal insurance and social implications, and individuals may need to consider these factors as well. 
Overall, today we talked about George Huntington with his findings about Huntington's disease, the epidemiology of the disease, as well as the common symptoms induced by the condition. In today's episode, we examined chromosome 4 for a biopsy. That's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to rate the view and subscribe. You can find future episodes on Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Bye!